welcome to the Blue Collar Experts Podcast. I'm your host, Gustavo Tapia, and I want to thank you for tuning in today. Uh, this podcast is for business owners and for future business owners that are looking to take the leap into entrepreneurship. We know this can be scary, stressful, and sometimes feel impossible. This is why it's important we all share our story. Please remember to subscribe, download, and share, as well as leave us a five-star review. With your help, we can get this show to reach more listeners and enjoy this valuable content. We have a great episode for today. This guest I have known and worked with for almost a year. His name is Bobby Bowles, and he is the owner of Comlogics. They are local experts and the number one choice in helping customers get the best satellite internet in the Midwest. Bobby, thank you for joining today and welcome to the show. Oh, thanks for having me. So uh, let's get into it. Tell, tell me what sparked the idea for starting your own business. Oh, that was eight, nine years ago now. Um, I got into an argument with another dealer uh, that I was doing satellite TV with and I uh, just I got done with everyone else's substandard work and quality and I decided I pretty much just kind of made him a target to then take over his area and we did it quickly um, I just we have a different standard and and making making all of our technicians live up to it you know it's it's a different beast over here versus just the the run-of-the-mill dealer and that's I mean, that's what i was looking for and that's that's what we hit and i i couldn't be any happier with how it turned out at the end of it because i just if we never if we never left and, and never moved on I'd, we'd be making someone else a millionaire versus you know taking care of our customers and taking care of our employees so this this argument was a good argument. It ended up being a, a good reason to have an argument over. Um, when this was eight, nine years ago, you said that you started. So, um, how long were you working um, with this with this person or at this company um, before? Uh, two and a half years. Uh, okay. And so yeah, I was I was with them every day. I was working what twelve days on, two days off. Mm-hmm. servicing customers across minnesota and uh when so so at what point do you feel like you got started like were you just hey i know uh, i know all the processes i know um pretty much all the fulfillment the software that i need or anything like that or was it like here let me research let me get myself prepared or did you just dive into it uh a little bit of little bit of both i mean i i knew how to run operations already i i knew how the equipment worked i knew how the route inside of it worked um but i was at um i went to a HughesNet. uh they call it the lunch and learn um and it's where the the area rep comes out and they meet potential dealers for lunch and talk to them about the product and i went to one of those when i was actually out in california and it turned out the rep was from minnesota uh, so that kind of evolved into a, a bigger conversation where, you know, he wanted to get lunch again in Minnesota and kind of find out you know, where I was, where I was, my head was at and where I wanted to go with it. And when we got back to Minnesota, he made me a dealer. I mean, it, that was starting from, from nothing. I mean, we didn't, we didn't have what they call equipment terms, but, you know, it was just do your, you know, order your equipment with, with credit card, put the jobs in. You know, a week later, you'll get some money back on your credit card kind of deal. And 
uh, that was his name was Wes Kennedy. I mean, he he ran us for I think a month, and then he decided to go down a different career path. So we got another account manager named uh, Andrew Ayers. And Andrew is the one who actually got us into fulfillment. And uh, between him and, and Kent, our TM, they just kind of kept running with it. But we were, I mean, we, yeah, we started 100% bootstrap, no, no investment and nothing. And I just, I did the jobs myself and we took the money from what I was doing to then build the company. Awesome. Awesome. And then going into that. So like you said, no investment, um, what were some of the struggles that you uh, had to overcome and how, how did you overcome? Well, I mean, the, the biggest one for this is, is being able to afford the gas to keep going. You know, I mean, like I, I, you know, I made, I made pretty decent money for the two and a half years I was working at the other company. So I, you know, I had money to run, but, you know, keeping up with the mortgage, keeping up with, you know, the kids' daycare, all that stuff. I mean, that adds up really quick when you're starting out on your own. And if you're, you know, if you're bootstrapping it the way that we did, it's got to have a, you have to have a fast return on that, on that work uh, where uh, like dish, like doing, you know, dish and direct and the satellite TV side of it, you know, that's a week to two weeks before you get paid. But on the satellite internet side, they pay twice a week. So you can, you can settle up on, on stuff pretty quick when you're doing it that way. But being, you know, being able to actually stay in the game long enough to be relevant is is tricky when you don't have, you know, you don't really have an investment or someone backing it. What do you think is one of those reasons that you've been able to stay in the game long enough without having those investments? Our quality, quality standards for sure. Um, just that, and you know, we always we always put the customer first whether I got to leave my desk and go put the tool belt on for, you know, the day and, and go do it. Uh, we always, you know, we always try to make it right with our customers first. And then, you know, if, you know, if the tech's a little burnt out or a little bit tired, that's fine. We'll give them days off on the back end. But, you know, if we like, like today, we had a, a tech call in at 8.30 in the morning and well, his first job was supposed to start at eight, you know? So this afternoon I'm going to drop my, my wife's going to come home from work early. She's going to take my son and then I'm going to go knock out two installs real quick. Just, just because, you know, we, we want to service that customer that bad versus, you know, them taking another day off and, and blowing, you know, blowing their week apart. It's just, you know, we have, you know, especially as the service provider, you know, we have to recognize that the customer's got their own plans too. It's not just us. And, you know, we've, we've stuck to that for years now and, it, you know, it creates a better, a better environment for, for the customer and, and the, the face of the company, you know, especially when you're representing other products, you know, like I'm not, you know, when I'm out there, I'm not just representing ComLogics, I'm representing HughesNet too, or, you know, one of our security companies, whatever product we're, you know, we're putting in that day, you know, you're not, you're not just you, you know, you're, you're an entire corporation, then that's what that customer sees. I think that's awesome. Putting the customer first is always as any business owner is something that they should um, have as one of their values is putting the customer first. A lot of the times I've been seeing a lot lately, how people on how business owners focus a lot on their product or their offer when um, they need to focus on like solutions. So just as you were mentioning uh, you know, you had this customer who needed uh, an appointment at eight 30, right? So, you put your customer first, you do 
everything possible to be able to service them without having them to wait another day. And uh, you work on the solution on how to service them first, instead of just like, hey, you know, I'm getting you this good deal. Like, well, you have to wait on my time. Like, like, no, you have to put them first and see what you can do to um, provide that value and that quality is from what you're saying. What? Yeah, I mean, the COVID, you know, disaster, pandemic, whatever you want to call it. I mean, that changed a lot too, I mean, where employers started focusing solely on their employees versus the actual product and the end, you know, the end goal. And, but if you, if you don't have customers at the end of it, then you don't really need the employees. So it's kind of a, a lost, a lost art now, I guess, when it comes to building your culture around productivity instead of, you know, comfortability. Yeah. And can you go ahead and share with me, like, what are some of the plans ahead for Comlogix? Like what, from what have you learned from the past eight years that you want to apply for the future? And uh, what does Comlogix look like in the future? Uh, well, hopefully a lot bigger. I mean, <laughs> we went, you know, we, we, we grew from, you know, one county in, in Wisconsin. We, we started covering downtown Madison with satellite internet, if that makes any sense at all. Um, and, you know, we grew to 60 counties within, within six months. And now we're at 150 counties across eight states. Uh, the next year, I'd like to say we're probably in about 12, 12 states. Uh, and it's just going to, you know, it's coming down to hiring and, and being able to train fast enough for our new satellite that's launching uh, this year, because we're going to, you know, we're looking at, if, if all these new contracts and everything that I signed, we're looking at 40,000 customers a month that we're going to be servicing. And they're all, you know, every single one of them is going to get the, you know, the customer first face, you know, out in the field. And, you know, if that, if that's, continues to work out and you know there's no there's no real ceiling on it we're just going to keep keep growing and expanding and, and going until we can and there's definitely room for growth so like a lot of times too when you relate to business owners or, or people that want to start a business they're always overthinking or they or they don't know who their right audience is like they just focus this is what i offer but they don't put into a game plan like who this is for and on the topic of satellite internet, there's plenty of areas that don't have, like, for example, in these big cities, um, what is it, fiber or um, high-speed internet. So these areas need a place to be connected. And there's definitely hundreds, I mean, thousands of, of customers that um, need this type of service, right? Like that, that's the specific area of, um, that needs the internet. Right. And that's, I mean, that's kind of what we specialize in is like the hard to hit areas where it's really rural, you know, a lot of farmers, not, you know, not too many people, but there's, there's a big enough need for it. And then we go, you know, we go over there out there and we take over that area and, and really start installing a quality product for those people. And there's, I mean, there's a lot, there's a lot more growth in the little things that you do than there are in the big moves. And a lot of a lot of people don't seem to understand that the little stuff is what's going to make it great. It's not it's not the, the one big move that you made five years in. Yeah, you it's the, it's the the small wins that help you keep winning. <laughs> right, 
especially yeah. like in our, in our industry, it's pretty cutthroat. I mean, you have a bad month and you're not the great dealer anymore. You know, you, now you got competition and it's just, you know, if, if you get, if you get very consistent with the little stuff that really matters, you're not going to have a problem. But, Perfect. What I, I want to ask you, Bobby, what does, um, just being a business owner in general, what does not success for come logics, but what does success uh, mean for you? I, I, the way I look at it, I mean, being a business owner, you know, be, even being like upper management, I mean, as soon as you accept that, that position, you signed on to pay everyone in the industries or the organization's mortgage, right? You signed on to pay their daycare. You signed on for all the medical bills, you signed on for all that stuff. And, you know, success as a business owner is to me is none of your people struggling. Like everyone being able to be able to be comfortable, everyone wanting to come to work, you know, not hate their job or, or hate the hours that they have to work to have a somewhat decent life. Like, you know, if, if anyone's, if anyone's struggling in your organization, then to me, you're not, you're not going all the way. There's something else you could have done. And you know, that just comes in like self-reflection of, of being in charge, you know, and, and taking on that responsibility. Because if you're going you're gonna to start a business and be a one-man show, great. You still have to pay your own mortgage. You're still responsible for that. But if you want to grow, you, you got to take all that in, into account too. That, you know, you, you don't just get to leave people hanging when you're, when you're doing it. You know, it's, it's up to you to pay their mortgage because they're giving you their time and their effort when, they could be giving it to someone else. They chose to give it to you. So, I mean, success, success, success to me is, you know, people wanting to come to work here, people wanting to apply here, people, you know, wanting to enjoy what we do and, and how we do it. I love that because uh, a lot of times business owners do not put people first and they put the company first or they put profits first and, it's going to be much harder to get profit if your people are not happy. So if you have your team right. happy, it makes everything much easier. What is, what is uh, some advice that you would give to people looking to start a business? Like what, what, you know, going back to uh, earlier in the conversation, like what had motivated you? And part of that was having that argument because, you know, you weren't, you weren't in agreement with, with that other person. So um, that kind of sparked some flames in you to like want to do your own thing. But so what is some advice that you would give to other people who are looking to start a business, but are always thinking like, it's not the right time, or I don't know how to do this, or what if I fail? What can you say to those? Uh, I mean, just, just the end of it, really. I mean, there's never going to be a perfect time to start a business. I mean, like, right, especially right now, I mean, we're, we're rolling into a recession, you know, the last two years haven't been great, <laughs> you know, and, but if, if you, if you can do it better than anyone else, or at least you think you can, right. I mean, your reviews and all that stuff will tell at the end of it, but if, you know, if you know the processes, you know how to do it, then there's no reason not to. Um, everyone, like absolutely everyone's going to fail. I've failed. I've failed big time. I mean, and it's just kind of how you come back from it. But I mean, if you if you sit there every day and you make a big deal out of the little things, that you know that's that's gonna that's what's gonna shape your culture. It's what's gonna shape the direction of the company. Is that every single person in there knows 
that that one little thing is actually what's going to grow you and and staying on top of that stuff keeping you know keeping an actual direction for the company it's it's huge because as soon as you start spinning out and going in circles you're gonna have you're gonna have huge problems um on the employee side i mean i would i've i've heard it probably a thousand times now it's just hire slow and fire fast you know if you've got if you've got you know 10 sales reps and and one of them all it just complains about everything and and talks about their personal life and, and just goes on and on and on but they're not actually producing like that person has to go because that's going to turn your entire call center um, and you know i don't you know don't be scared to make big jumps because if you land them you're going to have a whole different company on the other end if you don't you're going to have a whole different understanding about where your company's at at the end I, I like how you position that at the end, because going back to what you said, that you failed plenty of times. I failed plenty of times. So people need to view failure failure as just a learning experience. It's part of the process. Like, I don't mm-hmm. really know anybody who has never failed. Uh, everybody that jumps into it has failures. But instead of looking at it as, at it as a failure, it I look at it as, and we should all look at it as a learning experience on how to become better and do better so yeah yeah. that's a a fun fun part you know especially when you fail at the top everyone at the bottom feels it (laughs) yeah so yeah you gotta turn that one around pretty quick yeah yeah bobby uh let the audience know how they can get in touch with you in case they need some high-speed internet what's the best way to get in contact with you uh, probably, probably the sales number you get, get Donna, Stacy or Richard, um, you can call seven, seven, six, three, two, nine, six, 46, 97. Um, otherwise just email, uh, dispatch at comlogicsonline.com. And one of the, one of the sales reps will definitely reach out to you and get, and get, get you the product you need, not, not the product we need to sell. So Awesome. We'll put all of that information in the show notes so people can get in contact with you. Uh, Thanks again for being on the show. I also want to thank the audience again for listening to the podcast. Please remember to leave us a five-star review and make sure to subscribe, download, and share our content. Your support is very much appreciated and helps us out so much. Tune in next time for another great entrepreneur story. Watch this.